Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi there, Chris Malone from the 98.5 KTK Morning Show. Here's your recap for Thursday, February 9th, 2023. Started the show talking about being house poor. Of course, you know that term meaning that uh, the cost of owning and maintaining your home pretty much eats up all of your income, leaving you virtually nothing left over to cover your bills or any sort of fun in your life. So basically, house poor is just a fancy way of saying, yep, how? Um, and uh, when you really think about it, it's one of those things that I thought for a while when you buy a house. All right, you got the mortgage payment. That's going to be about it. But no, you got the mortgage payment. You got the Property insurance, you got the property taxes, you got utility bills, you got maintenance, uh, you got whatever. Uh, PMI insurance, all of that will will add up quickly. And if you're not really prepared for that additional funds, especially if the just the mortgage by itself is pretty much tapping you out, that's probably where you're realizing the house is just a little bit too much. Financial advisors say you should not be spending more than 36% of your gross income on debt maintenance. That would be your credit card payments, your utility bills, your car payment, uh, and your mortgage as well. So if you make 120000 a year, uh, that means you gross about 10000 a month. That means that your um, your expenses for credit cards, mortgage, and stuff like that should not be more than 3600 bucks. So if you find, that's fine and dandy, but what if you're in this situation right now where you're house poor? That's where you really need to have that big conversation with uh, whoever your, uh, you know, your, your husband or your wife or your uh, significant other when you are um, uh, talking about is it worth hanging on to the house? Because if you're going to be constantly house poor, that's not living. It's not worth putting up the mortgage on the house. And even though you might lose a little bit uh, of, of your equity, it might be a good idea just to sell and get the um, pay off the loan. But if you can believe you can turn things around, let's say you go to a financial advisor, which I would recommend, and they have uh, put together a plan for you to pull yourself out of debt, stick to that plan. All right. Um, the plan may include things like renting out a room, bringing in a roommate, perhaps renting out your house every now and then, part of a of an Airbnb. Um, there's also the option to refinance your house, which is um, pretty much where you, in essence, pay off your current mortgage and you to put the equity into your house and um, you get a new loan with new terms and everything, which sounds great. Good way for you to perhaps lower your monthly payment or, or anything like that. But there are the other things that you probably have not thought about because every refi comes with a lot of fees. Just like you uh, did when you first bought your house, you had this fee and that fee and uh, paying this person and that person, it's going to be the same for the refi. It could be as much as 6% of your loan balance. So if you end up doing that, um, just realize it's probably not something you want to do again. Because again, uh, depending on, uh, even if your home appreciates over 6%, it's 
not a really wise thing because once you sell the home to be able to do another home, you want to have that equity there, not have already spent it, just maintaining your house poor status. I kind of jumped down a rabbit hole on this one, and I'm sorry if it bores you, and I, and I don't mean it as a as a fodder to pick any side of a political debate. I am I'm just a generally curious person. And um, I got to this particular point because I found a story talking about the gas prices here in Florida. AAA saying that the gas prices are slowly moving downward across the state. Well, the average uh, price per gallon is, um, as of uh, the, uh, the 9th of February is $3.44 a gallon. That is the national average as well. And if you kind of look at it, gas prices are down. They're about $0.07 cents a gallon less this week than they were last week. But compared to last year, we're actually paying $0.03 cents more. And it got me to thinking, because I can remember this time last year, record record profits from these oil companies. We're making profits, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of gave them a green light. It's like, you know, they got their hineys handed to them in 2020, lost a whole bunch of money. So I, I get it. They're trying to, to rebound their profits. But this is where I question, because we're now looking at the annual reports uh, of the adjusted profits for oil companies for 2022. Exxon, the largest U.S. oil producer in uh, the United States, posted a $55.7 billion profit. That doubled their $23 billion profit in 2021, which was a record. Similar for number two in the oil department, that would be Chevron. They doubled their 2021 profits to end last year at $36.5 billion cleared. We talked to Shell Oil. They're the largest oil producers in Europe. They cleared $42.3 billion, more than doubling their profits in 2023. Uh, um, uh, Marathon, formerly known as British Petroleum, or, or BP, had a third quarter profit of over 300% more than the third quarter profit in 2021. Noticing a pattern? I certainly am. We're doubling the profits of these oil companies. And even as their profits double, we're still paying more for gasoline. So that really is why is this happening? And from what I was able to research down the rabbit hole I went, is part of the, pro- the, the puzzle is that, uh, yes, the world is shifting its dependence on fossil fuels and swapping it out with renewables. So it would make kind of sense, you know, you've got to ride the gravy train while you can as an oil company. It would make total sense. I, I, I totally get that. But a lesser discussed piece has to do with our demand to drill more domestically and produce more oil domestically in the idea of lowering prices. This is where it doesn't happen as simple as it looks on paper. Because you have all these oil leases that are out. It just I mean, I'm only talking in, in, in the United States. But I would imagine this is going to be, uh, be true across the world. But you have all these places that oil companies, they can drill on. And they, in essence, bid on leases where they, you know, in essence, lease a plot of land. And it's up to them to discover if there's going to be oil in there or not. There's a chance there may be oil in there. There may not be a chance in the oil, but you need to explore for oil. That co- that is cost that there's not covered with their business plan. It's kind of like if you were to give your kid a $20 bill and say, go to the store, bring back a gallon of milk. You would expect to get some money back, but the chances are you're not going to get anything. So that's kind of the cost that involved of trying to find new places to drill oil. Let's say for the sake of argument, we find oil. We need to now need to drill for oil which is where we need to hire more people and we need to bring more people out to drill for the oil. That takes time as well. But let's say we've discovered oil, we have drilled for oil, Eureka, 
We have Texas tea flowing out like it does the big eruptions that we see on, on, the, on the TV shows. All right. At that particular point, the oil must be, uh, uh, the system must be completed. And by that, that oil drill, that, that oil well that's been drilled has to be pressurized for pumping. They have to do flow testing on it to make sure it's going to flow correctly. They need to install surface equipment and connect it to a pipeline so that they can get the oil to the market. So all of this time exploring, drilling, and completing, um, the oil companies, in essence, are really on a big risk. They're not sure when the money's going to come back in. Uh, so a lot of times what oil companies will do is, uh, you know, that process of actually, um, uh, you know, pressurizing or, 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 get, or completing the oil system could take upwards of three years. So during that time, drilling and, and, and pressurizing three years, four years, five years, they're not making any money. So what they will generally do, generally do is that they will buy back their stocks, which is happening. You can actually see the oil companies buying back their stocks. They're doing that to put cash and basically in their savings account. So when they're doing all this exploration, because we've asked them to, um, they are still going to be able to be profitable or at least zero out where they're not going to lose money. So that's kind of what I was able to gather, what's going on with the oil companies when we're having uh, record profits versus us spending record amounts of money for gas. And it really kind of leads to the question, why is one industry literally holding us uh, in a hostage situation, it's a take it or leave it thing, right? I mean, you need you need gas to get somewhere. You need fuel to heat your house. So it kind of leads to the question of what our uh, elected leaders and what people are going to do for this. A lot of times you have the camp that says, just let it be. It's the market. That's just what it is. And uh, no matter how much we drill or how much we demand of oil companies, this is just what they're going to do. There's the other side of the fence where they are, uh, like in Europe, there's actually a windfall tax that's been associated to these record profits that the oil companies have. And basically it says after a certain percentage of profit, a government will tax you on this. And what they've been doing in Europe is they've been sending checks to their citizens to kind of offset, like a rebate in gas, just to kind of offset the higher costs on that. There are some states that are exploring this. There's been talk for our government on a federal level to do this. So as to if that happens or not, I don't know how that will pan out. But at least for me, it kind of explained why oil companies are not gloating about their record profits, but kind of understand where their risk lies into it is that People will eventually be using less oil, and you're asking us to demand and pump more oil right now. There's a little bit of a risk that we're dealing with, and that might explain why gas prices are so high. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Speaking of high prices, eggs, they're pricey. I mean, really expensive, and it's probably led to a conversation or two about perhaps raising your own chickens. I know people that raise chickens um, uh, themselves, and they really, uh, you know, at this time, they're kind of gloating and saying, hey, you know, you're paying $8 for a dozen eggs. I'm not. Mine are fresh eggs just laid out in my backyard. (laughs) 
Well, let's talk about <laughs> if you want to raise chickens or not. The first thing, they're not as much high maintenance as you would think. They're not like a dog or a cat where they need to have a, a lot of maintenance. Basically, if you give them a nice, secure place to live, they have places to kind of roam, and you feed them, pretty much they're going to lay eggs. So uh, that's how it works. But before you even jump to that point, make sure you double check with your city code or your county code regarding chickens. There's some restrictions depending on where you live. Like, for instance, in Gainesville, uh, there's city code that you can only have 10 hens per home with no roosters. Ocala has city code, a maximum of six hens with no roosters. And that is very, very important. But once you figure that out, if you're able to to have six or 10 chickens in your backyard, just build a coop. You can buy the pre-built ones anywhere from 150 bucks upwards from there, or you can build one yourself. There's a lot of DIY plans online that you can get. The other big expense is, uh, ongoing expense, is going to be feeding your chicken. Uh, They eat about a third pound of feed per day. That equates to about 50 bucks a year per day. Bird, because you can lower those costs if they're free range and they eat, um, you know, grasses, weeds, bugs, things like that in your yard. Um, when you're selecting your your hens for eggs, stick with the known standard breeds. Probably going to be your best bet, like your Plymouth Rocks, your Rhode Island Red, your New Hampshire Reds, your Leghorns, uh, mainly because these are breeds that are, in essence, bred for laying eggs. Um, and then you have to kind of look at should we buy chicks or should we buy ready hens. There's pluses and minuses to both of them. Um, of course, there are going to be costs. That's going to be the big thing uh, because if you buy a ready-to-lay uh, hen, that can be about three times as much as you would pay for a chick. Um, and besides the fact that chicks are just adorable, who doesn't love a little chick? A little, a little chick? Um, there is also the risk. They call it the wild card factor. Determining if uh, the, the the chick is going to be male or female, well, it's kind of a crapshoot. Even if you buy all females, there is a 1 in 10 chance that you'll have a rooster in there. And as we said, a lot of or a lot of cities won't allow roosters, which means where to take the rooster. All right, so just kind of keep those are your pros and cons with that one right there. Also, with the, uh, with the adult hens, uh, keep in mind that they're going to be kind of set in their ways, kind of like your uncle. So, you know, when you tell them not to talk about a certain subject, they go ahead and do it anyways because that's just what they do. And that's kind of what a hen's going to be. Um, you know, they may not get along with you. They may peck at you when you reach into the coop to pick up the, the eggs. But uh, there is uh, it's kind of an easy way for you to, to get some eggs, just a little maintenance and upkeep. And, uh, you know, maybe the kids, they'll give them something to do is to take care of the chickens. And then finally, we talked a bit about Super Bowl 57, mainly about the 30 million people expected to make $16 billion dollars. In bets and wages um, online for Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Of course, you know you've got uh, uh, you know, the standard um, bets, which are going to be the ones that you would probably get in Las Vegas. They're called uh, 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 pro- proficient uh, uh, or, or uh, prop bets. Uh, basically, it's to say like, hey, I say the Eagles are going to beat the Chiefs, or I'm going to say the uh, Chiefs are going to be the first one to uh, make a touchdown, or th- those are kind of your standard ones, which can actually be pretty good for you as well. But I was more interested in the weirder bets, and for those, you will need to go to those online bet sports uh, bet uh, apps and, and, and websites to do that, because those are the ones that are going to ask you to put a wager to see if uh, country singer Chris Stapleton uh, will sing the national anthem in two minutes or less or over two minutes. 
Um, those are the places where you can get bets on to uh, saying what you believe, uh, what songs Rihanna's going to sing to open and close her halftime performance, or even perhaps the jersey number of the first player to score a touchdown. These are all the prop bets that are available on the online services. And there are literally thousands of, uh, of you to, to do that. Of course, keep in mind, with those odd, weird weird bets, um, it's going to be lesser and lesser chance for you to, to win. In fact, they will tell you the odds. Like, for instance, um, the Eagles right now are a 1.5 point favorite to beat the, uh, the Chiefs. And that is going to be indicated with a negative 1.5 when you look at the odds fields. And so basically that means that for... Uh, a, uh, for for $1.50 you put up for a bet, a single bet, if uh, that happens, you will get that $1.50 back plus $1, totaling $2.50 for a win. If you see it 1.5 plus, that means it's the reverse. For every dollar you put up and that in the in the in your point uh your plus uh, 1.5 wins. That means not only will you get your dollar back, but you will get your dollar and 50 cents in winnings back. So that's kind of how you play the points system. Uh, apparently, there's a British system, a European system, and an American one. What I just described is the American. And I have been this old in my life before I finally realized that's what the point system means. So there is the show for today, which is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. Thanks so much for listening to my ramblings today. Of course, you can always uh, feed, uh, give me uh, comments and feedback. C-M-A-L-O-N-E at odyssey.com. That's really my email address. Odyssey spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.